find out what Vaughn Palmer is up to this morning from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simeon. I guess the executive summary of the statement from the Pope is he expressed sorrow but not sorry. Yeah, I know. It's What's so wrong with that word that they couldn't just get it out? Well, I guess there's two things. I, you know, um, this Pope, Pope Francis, has, I think, tried at times to... Uh, shift the position of his church on a number of things, so I'm inclined to give him a bit of benefit of the doubt. Uh, I heard you speculating that maybe it's legal advice, and that might be the case. Um, the other thing that's possible is that he's going to deliver it in person if and when he visits Canada. So we'll see, but uh, certainly the expressions of dismay from people uh, understandable. This one has come as a shocker right around the world, and I think the opening was there for him to say just add a little bit to sorrow and right. say sorry. Exactly. That opening was there. Uh, let's talk about the provincial government response here. There's a lot going on, too. We heard from Premier John Horgan on Friday. Yeah, we heard from the Premier on Friday and uh, on a couple of things. Uh, he was on with Mike Smith on CKNW and uh, a couple of things. Uh, they are linked in a way. He was asked about residential school and Kamloops and what are you going to do? And he said, look, uh, we stand ready to do what's necessary. And he's talked to the Prime Minister as well. But, you know, the world has changed in British Columbia. There are protocols for dealing with First Nations. And this is a time for grieving. And it's a time for the government not to just march in and say, here's what's going to happen. He He's waiting for direction from the First Nation there in Kamloops. And I think we got a bit of an indication on Friday. The chief there spoke to the news media for the first time since she put out the, the statement about the 215 uh, remains discovered. She said a couple of interesting things. The first thing she said was, you know, um, and as a reminder that First Nations see this issue differently around B.C. So she said, they're not going to tear down that school. That school is going to be preserved as a memorial. Well, the premier later this month is going to lower post where they are tearing down the school as a reminder. So, you know, there's a lot of different perspectives in, among First Nations, and that's one of them. Uh, the other thing that jumped out at me was she said they are not treating this like a mass grave. It's being reported that way, but she made a distinction. She said this isn't one grave. This is not one mass burial site. These burial sites that have been detected are spread around the grounds of that residential school. More to come later this month. The report we got was a preliminary report. So, you know, I think we're still finding out more things about this, and perhaps uh, the chief herself is saying, let's not have a rush to judgment here. That's been part of the problem over the years. That is so true. And that's also kind of spilling over into other areas as well, like this whole logging situation. Yeah, it is. And again, the premier was very clear when he was on NW on Friday morning that for the provincial government to just march in and declare a moratorium on old growth logging at Ferry Creek, uh, which is what he's being called on internationally and by the environmental movement and the protesters and the activists, he says for the province to just go in and do that. That's what British Columbia used to do in the past. They just announced the premier would announce forest policy and that would be it. He says they can't do that here anymore. And again, because of the province has embraced the principles of the United Nations Declaration of Indigenous, the rights of Indigenous peoples, one of the fundamentals there is that you don't go in and tell First Nations, Indigenous people, 
what to do on their land and resources. You consult them first. And he said the province is engaged in those consultations with the First Nation at Ferry Creek. Uh, He's not saying it won't happen. What he's saying is that it's under negotiation, and that's the way to go. The Premier was very clear that to simply do what he's being pressured to do politically and by environmentalists would be a violation of the basic principles of UNDRIP, and those principles were adopted by the entire legislature unanimously, including by the Greens, who are now, well, they're now saying something different in my view, but in any event, that's the situation politically in the province. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Like, is it, when, they, when they bring that forth, do the political parties understand that? And do you think the pressure is coming from outside of those political parties? I, I think it's coming from both places. I think, you know, you hear, you, you, you examine these comments down to the fine detail. And what you're hearing from the Green Party is that, the government is using First Nations on this issue. It is, instead of going in to First Nations and saying, look, we guarantee that if you sign off on preserving old growth, you will be fully compensated. Grand Chief Stuart Phillip said on the weekend in a statement that he proposed that, uh, that the, the province should simply say all first all remaining old growth will be preserved but first nations have to be guaranteed that they won't be hurt economically by this so there will be a fund and there will be compensation there will be wood provided as an alternative and the accusation here politically these things are always complicated Sammy the accusation politically is that the province is using um, First Nations as cover for going ahead with what it wants to do, which is to continue logging, including in old growth, at a time when lumber prices are at record prices. Wood prices are mm. very, very high. And, you know, it's interesting. The head of this old growth um, survey uh, of the executive, uh, sorry, of the report on preserving old growth uh, was interviewed here in Victoria last week. And He said he has not seen the estimates himself, but he credits the estimates. What would it cost to simply stop old growth, all old growth logging in British Columbia? What would the compensation be like? He says it would be in the billions of dollars. This this log, this timber is worth an awful lot of money to First Nations and to logging companies. And the province would be on hook for a very large bill if it did this. So this is not a decision that could be taken without significant financial consequences. Also want to talk about the politics getting back into just healthcare in general, right? Which hasn't been the case since COVID-19 hit. But this whole thing with the ambulance wait times, this this looks bad. Yes, yes. Uh, A young reporter who I uh, know uh, for a number of reasons, Jordan Armstrong, has been doing some great stories on global TV, and and they seem to keep coming his way, which is people left waiting for hours for an ambulance in and around Metro Vancouver. There's uh, I don't think the explanations coming forth from the provincial government are, are particularly very good on that. I mean, there seems to be a shortage of workers and resources, but it, it surprises me that with billions, with hundreds of millions of dollars 
added to the health care budget in the province. We're still having the kind of problems associated with the bad old days under the liberals. And the wait times for ambulances, some of these stories, Simeon, I know Crazy. You've, you've seen them, are they're really wrenching that the people left for hours in pain. Uh, the other thing is interesting, because uh, police and fire can't leave the scene until the ambulance shows up, you're having significant resources in terms of fire and police diverted to exactly. staying at the scene, monitoring the situation until the ambulance finally arrives. I know. And you feel like there's going to be more pressure building on this because these stories just keep coming in every day. Yeah, I mean, politics is seeping back into, into the political system. You know, we've been obviously, for obvious reasons, focused on COVID. Um, you know, there are other stories. I see uh, same kind of thing. Uh, Terry Lake, uh, BC Care Providers Association, saying there needs to be a clear understanding here in BC in long-term care facilities that the staff has to be vaccinated yeah. uh, to protect the residents. Uh, there's a legal battle around this. There's a civil rights battle around this. But he says, you know, look at what's being done elsewhere. You either have to have an understanding that everyone's going to be vaccinated, or I think in Ontario they've brought in a system that uh, care workers who refuse to be vaccinated have right. to go through an education program, I Interesting. believe. Interesting. Interesting. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Cindy.